Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I am so, so ready for Bible study. Uh, It's been two weeks. Uh, We were off on the 20th, thank God, for another year. Uh, I celebrated life, and then on the 27th, we were in service. And my God, my God, if we did not praise God up in there on last uh, Wednesday night. So that was a blessing, but I'm telling you, I am fired up and I am ready to get back into our Bible study. I am ready to close this year out October, November, and December, and we're doing nothing but shining. I'm telling you, we're going to shine, shine, shine. We're going to shine on Sunday morning. We're going to shine on Wednesday night. It's all about shining. Let your light so shine. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, We thank you and we praise you. We bless your name. We honor you. We lift you up and magnify you. We exalt and extol you. You are such an awesome God, and beside you there is no other. We ask, dear Lord, that you would wash us and cleanse us of everything that is unlike you. As different things pass through our minds, circumstances, and situations, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will move by your spirit, O God, and cause us to be clean, to be washed, to be thoroughly pure in your sight, that the blood of Jesus, O God, might be applied to us even this night. Wash our minds, wash our spirits, wash us, O God, that we might draw closer to you. Then, dear Lord, we ask that you would use us to your glory. God, use us that we might speak, use us that we might hear, and then that we might do better, O God, that we might not just be hearers of the word, but that we would be doers of the word. Thank you, O God, for each and every person that is logged in. Now, God, we pray that this word will sink deep into their spirit, man, that they would be transformed, O God, by the renewing of their minds, O God, in the name of Jesus. So we trust and believe in you, O God, to have your way in the midst of our Bible study. Touch those, O God, who are here diligently seeking your word. We know, O God, that your word says that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So thank you and hallelujah. God have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are going to get started in our Bible study because we've got a lot of material. As always, we've got a lot of material to go over, and we want to share it with you tonight. It is, um, again, we're on that topic of shine, S-H-I-N-E, shine. And when we say shine at Mount Enon, we know that it's the show and that is to help, I am nice everywhere. Write that down. If this is your first time hearing it, you may want to write that down. Share, help. Share, help. That's S-H. I, I am nice everywhere. 
I am nice everywhere. So the first uh, week we're going to be talking about share, talk it. You've got to talk it. You've got to talk this thing. You Listen, folks many times will hear in your communication that you've got a relationship with God. It's just little, little words that you'll say, little things that you'll do that, that indicate I've got a relationship with God. And let me tell you something. The Bible talks about you being ashamed of him down here and him being ashamed of you, him saying, guess what? You don't own me down here. I'm not going to own you up here in front of my father. And you do not want God, Jesus Christ, to not own you in front of the father. So you've got to talk it. You've got to talk it. You've got to talk it. When we get to help, you're going to walk it. There's going to be things that you do. But tonight we're going to deal with what's coming out of your mouth. I'm telling you, it is destroying the body of Christ. The things that we are saying, help me, Holy Ghost, things that we are saying out of our mouth, things that we are writing, social media, things that we are writing, that's supposed to be us. That's us talking on social media. And you've got to be careful what comes out of your mouth. Listen, sometimes you are putting a stumbling block in your own way. It's not someone else tripping you up. It's you tripping you up. You put a stumbling block in your own way. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, I'm reading from the Message Bible translation. It says, don't drink too much wine. That cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God. Huge draughts of him. Sing hymns. Watch this, because we're talking about what you're going to come out of your mouth, and this is something that's deep down inside of you, and this is a practice of yours. You say, well, Pastor, how do you know it's a practice of mine? I'm calling those things that may be not as though they were. Sing hymns instead of drinking. Sing songs from your heart to Christ. Sing praise. Listen, sing praise over everything. Hallelujah, you have won the victory. Listen, listen, you are in the midst of something and it appears that you're, that you're losing. But in your spirit, man, you start singing hallelujah, you have won the victory because you know that God is on your side. I dare you to meditate. I dare you to begin to sing songs of praise to God in the midst of what appears to be your failure. Any, watch this. this is, I'm going back to the Message Bible, verse number 19 in Ephesians chapter 5. It says, any excuse for a song to God the Father in the name of our, in the name of our Master, Jesus Christ. That's 18 to 20 in the Message Bible translation. See, many times we are saturating ourselves. It says don't be drunk with wine, but be drunk. You've got to get saturated in the spirit where you're singing hymns. You know what it says. I'm going to flip there real quick. In Ephesians chapter, and I'm, and I'm doing it old school, Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18 to, um, 18 to 20. Watch this. In the King James, it says, Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks, hallelujah, give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
You might want to write that one down. You might want to write that one down. You may want to highlight it in your Bible. You may want to meditate and remember that one. That's one that you can go to bed with. That's one that you may not be quoting the scripture, but you'll be doing what it says. Go to bed singing a song of praise unto God. In the midst of everything that I'm going through, I'm singing hallelujah. You've won the victory. God, you've got that. You've got me. I love you. I thank you. I praise you. See, when it comes to what you think, it's a lot what you meditate on. When it comes to what you speak, thank you, Holy Ghost, when it comes to what you speak, it's a lot to do with what you meditate on. In in your mouth, in your mouth, when you look at Proverbs 18, I'm old schooling it again. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When I flipped it, I flipped right to Proverbs 12. Watch this. We're looking at Proverbs 18, 20, and 21, the easy-to-read version. It says, "Words, your words can be as satisfying as fruits, as pleasing as food that fills your stomach. Your words, what you say, I'm telling you, it's, it's one thing for somebody else to trip you up. It's one thing for somebody else to put a stumbling block in your way. It's one thing for somebody else to put negative words on you. It's a whole nother thing when you do it yourself. I'm telling you the God's truth. You could be holding a nail for someone, and they are hammering, and you're holding it for them. They slip, and they hit you instead of hitting the nail. Wow, come on, man, you missed. Wow, you hurt my hand. Wow, thing is hurting, too. Run to the sink and put some water on it. Run some water on it real quick. It reverses the internal damage, a lot of it. It still may hurt, but it's going to reverse a whole lot of the internal damage. Let that water run on it. But it's a whole nother thing when you're holding the nail and hammering, you miss the nail and hit your own hand. Not only are you injured by where the hammer hit it, but you're injured on the inside as well because I feel stupid. I just hit my own hand. And that's what we do when we speak things negatively, watch this, not to ourselves because we deal with that as well, where you're speaking some negative damnation to yourself, where you are speaking some insecurities to yourself, where you are speaking some uh, low self-esteem to yourself. But this is when you speak negativity to someone else, not knowing that you're going to put a stumbling block in your own way. Your words can satisfy. Your words can be like food for your stomach. The tongue can speak words that bring life or death. I'm back in the easy to read, verse number 21 from Proverbs 18. Your words can bring life or death. Those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, 20 and 21. You know what it says. 20 and 21. It says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruits of his mouth. Yeah, you want to write that one down. The man's, a man's belly can be, shall be satisfied with the fruits of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. My God is providing for me. My God is providing for me. Some folks, all they talk about is what they don't have. 
Some folks only talk about the negative things that happen in their life. They, I mean, they're regurgitating it all the time. They're ruminating it in their mind. They're rolling it over like a rotisserie chick in their shoppers where they put, them, put those big skewers through them, and the next thing you know, you see them, and it's, and it's five on each skewer, and they're turning it over and over again. You've got like five rolls of five turkeys or five chickens and they're rolling it over that's what we do in our mind we ruminate these things in our minds negativity over and over again eventually watch it it sinks deep into your heart and it becomes you when it gets into your heart next thing you know it's coming out of your mouth and when that bitterness is in your heart the next thing you know you're talking this negative talk to other folks you can't make it and they can't make it I'm negative in my eyes. I'm negative in your eyes. Negativity is coming because of our circumstances and situations. And what I'm saying is when you are concerned about what's coming out your mouth, you need to go through the reprogramming process. Watch what comes out of your mouth because in your mouth, watch this. This is verse number 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, no, no. Let that one soak in. You going listen. This is what it says. If you look at Proverbs, I'm looking at the Good News translation. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The Good News translation. It says you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. No, 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 I didn't make it up. Just look at the Good News Translation. They're they are breaking down the original language, and they said when, when we break this down, the Good News Translation says you're going to live with the consequences. What you sow, you're going to reap. You talk that negative. You talk that backbiting. You talk that unforgiveness. You talk that anger. And when it comes to our light shining, you listen, backbiting, talking about individuals, is that's not a light that God designed for the believer to be shining. Those consequences, those words right there, what you say, you're going to reap the consequences. Verse number 21 in the Good News Translation says, what you say can preserve life or destroy it. I know you don't believe it. You don't believe you got that much power. I honestly believe with all my heart that God does not release the full power of words to every believer at the same magnitude because some folks are so careless. Pastor, you said that before. I know you didn't get it. He cannot release that kind of power to certain people because they're careless with their words. It's like a child with a gun, an automatic weapon with rapid fire. And you're saying things out of your mouth and not knowing that the consequences, listen, come back on you. You're hitting your own hand with the hammer. You're tripping your own left foot up with your right foot. You went and got a stumbling block, put it in your way, and then ran in that direction. Are you getting me? The consequences for everything you say. You can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. That's the good news translation in Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. You're trying to let your light shine, but listen, your words are destroying you. What you're saying on the phone late at night to your girlfriend is destroying you. What you're talking to, my man, that's my man's right there. 
my mans, me and my mans, you know, that's what we do. We rap. Okay, yeah, that's my, you know, me and my sweetheart, we do this and we do that. Oh, yeah, that's my girl right there. Listen, if it's negative talk, you're going to reap the consequences of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. Again, when it comes to the reprogramming, you better understand this thing is spiritual. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. What should I do? I will pray with my spirit but I will also pray with my mind. It's a reprogramming process. There's some things that you got to get in your mind and you got to keep it in your mind. And I'm telling you, the word is the program. Back in the day, you had programmers. It's, it's a whole lot different now, but when you would look at it, it's confusing. It's confusing also for you to try to understand the spiritual side of you reprogramming your mind. It is this word right here, the word of God that will reprogram your mind. I will sing praises with my spirit, but I will also sing praises with my mind. And all you're getting, get understanding. Understand that you can say things with your mouth, but it not have any impact in the spirit. Why? Because it has not saturated down to the level of your spirit. It has not saturated down to the level of your spirit. You've got to get it deep inside your mind. You've got to get it deep inside your heart. And the thing is, you're meditating on the wrong thing. I'm meditating on the goodness of God. I'm, I'm meditating on the mercy of God, the grace of God, the love of God towards us. I'm meditating on, the, meditating on those things that, why? that are like God. It's a new paradigm. A paradigm is the pattern it's a new way of thinking. It's a paradigm shift. You were there. Now I'm here. I'm not there no more. I'm not doing that no more. I'm not talking that no more. That's the old me. Listen, you know what the Bible says. Take, take off the old man. Put on the new man. Listen, you're waiting for somebody to lay hands on you or somebody to speak a mighty word into your life. Listen, the mighty word has already been spoken. It's 66 books of a mighty word. And all you've got to do is learn to read and meditate on this word. You'll find out that it's transformative. You're talking about hearing me preach or hear him preach or hear her preach. Listen, you can hear Jesus preach by listening to his word, by meditating on his word, and then it's by believing his word. Take this thing to a whole nother level where you're not just listening to words but you're listening to Christ where you know this is God speaking to me this is the Bible is God breathed this, this word that we read came out of his mouth listen to what the Bible says this is Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1 through 4 I'm reading it from the message Bible translation I hope you get something out of it it says stay on good terms with each other see we're going to find out that this is why when it comes to us dialoguing with each other you got to be careful of your words not to hurt me you're saying words and 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 you're trying to vent on me about a social situation or a circumstance between us or between you and that person or that person, and you're venting because it makes you feel better when you can get it off your chest. But the Bible says that we need to stay on good terms with each other, held together by love. If you love me, you're not going to hurt me. You're not going to vent on me. Because you're bleeding don't mean you got to bleed on me. Be ready with, watch this, be ready with a meal or a bed. 
Be ready with a meal or bed. That's given to hospitality. You've got to be ready to help each other. When you realize that, guess what? I'm, I'm still a babe. I know I've been going to church for a long time, but I'm still a babe. You can hear it in my communication. You can see it in my actions. And, and you're not being hospitable to me. You're not being cautious. You're not doing this thing in love. You're, listen, you're being malicious. Why? Why do we need to be ready with a, a bed? Why do we need to be ready with a meal? It says, why some have extended hospitality to angels without ever knowing it. You got to understand that many times what God is doing in our life is showing us where we are. That you're not all that you say you are. Yeah, you're saying that you're super spiritual. You're saying that you've got a connection with God. You're saying you're quoting scriptures and things of that nature. You're inspiring and you're encouraging. But let me tell you something. Every now and then, God will bring a circumstance or a situation into our lives so we will understand you're not there yet. Even where you're boasting that you're at, you're not there yet. There needs to be unity in the body. In Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about it. Unity in the body, reading from the Good News Translation. Verse number, oh, okay, thank you, Holy Ghost. It says, read 1 through 7. And I'm going to go, what, in the Good News? So I'm going to go to the Bible, Bible Gateway. And I'm going to look up Ephesians and that's chapter 4, read 1 through 7. Love it. Love it. And when I got onto this, I, the Holy Ghost had to stop me because I am ready to, oh, my goodness, just this, going all the way down the, to, to verse number 14, we're going to stop at, excuse me, we're going to stop at 7, but all the way down to 14. And, and it was so good, but I said, you know what, we cannot do this in one hour. We, we got, we're going to have to move on. I urge you, I'm verse number one, then I, will, I who am a prisoner because I serve the Lord live a life that measures up to the standard of God set when he called you. The standard God set when he called you. Be always humble, gentle. Listen, this is what's going to change your language. We, we read about this in, in Matthew chapter 5. Humble, gentle, and patient. Believers, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. If you're not patient, you're going to have trouble. If you're not patient, you're going to worry. Show your love by being tolerant with one another. Good God Almighty. This, I'm, I'm going to let, I'm let the strength of the word impact you. You got it. We got to be tolerant for one another. It says, do your best to preserve the unity which the Spirit gives by, the, by means of the peace that binds you together. This is what we're doing. We ain't trying to start arguments with one another. We're trying to bring unity to one another. So the body of Christ, that's why it says when two or three of you are gathered together and you're on one, you got to be in one place on one accord. When that happens, let me tell you something, miracles happen. I'm seeing miracles around me. Why? Because at times, me and this individual, me and that individual, we realize that this ain't got nothing to do with us. It's got everything to do with God. 
put your little ideas aside and put God on the forefront of your agenda. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is one body and one spirit. I'm in verse number four. Just as there is one hope to which God has called you. Verse number five. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There is one God and Father of all people who is Lord of all, works through all, and is in all. See, that's what I'm saying when when it comes to us being able to get along. How in the world are you not going to get along with somebody who God put in place in your life, and God is working through or in. How, how are you not going to get along with them? How are you going to come up with something? You remember the story. Job's three friends came to him trying to explain what was going on, didn't know what in the world they were talking about. It sounded real good. When you read it, it sounds real good, but they were wrong. Eventually, they had to go to Job and say, please pray for us, forgive us, and pray for us. Elihu was the only one, Elihu was the only one that that didn't have to get prayed for. He came with the right diagnosis. Even Job was in a situation where, where some of the things that came to his mind wasn't straight in line. God had to call him out on the carpet. So who are you to... To, to criticize or to rebuke or ridicule someone else when, guess what? God is using them to show you, you. Verse number six says, no, verse number seven says, each one of us have received a special gift in proportion to what Christ has given. So, Who's in control? God is in control. And if God allows me to encounter you and you with your negativity towards me, doesn't mean the negativity got to come out of my mouth back towards you. That's where that patience comes in. That's where that humility comes in. That's where it comes in that you're not king of the knowledge hill. And you know whether you want to play it or not. Many of us play the game king of the knowledge hill. You know more than anybody. It, no, no, no. That's, I'm telling you, people love it. That's why most of the game shows, most of the game shows is who knows the most. Most of the games we play is who knows the most. Who's the craftiest? In this thing called Christianity, we already know who knows the most, and it's not me. And it's, and it's not you. It's God. And at all times, we are humble before him, and we tap into his wisdom. We tap into his knowledge. We tap into his will. And we don't want to do anything outside of it. We want to be just like Christ. And we say, everything that comes out of my mouth is something that God told me to say. It's something that I feel the Spirit of God is leading me to. And if it's contrary to his word, you know that's the wrong spirit. Drop down in Ephesians chapter in Ephesians chapter 4, drop down to 14. Watch this. It says, then we will no longer be like babes. Because this is what happens to us. We will not be people. I'm reading from the Good News Translation. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We will not be people 
who are always changing like a ship that the waves carry one way and then another. We will not be influenced by every new teaching we hear from people who are trying to deceive us. Those who make clever plans, help me, Holy Ghost, and use every kind of trick to fool others into following the wrong way. See, you've got to understand that there are folks that appear to be spiritual, but they're not angels of light. They're coming as angels of light. God has allowed the wheat and the tares to grow together. They are right there beside you. I told you about my pots out front of the house. We've got some pots out there. Weeds get in it all the time. They're not supposed to be in there. When you pluck them out, if you pluck them out, some of the roots have intertwined with the roots of the flower. Many times if you pull the weeds out, you'll see a portion of the fly, fly, the flower die. Why? Because you ripped up or tore apart some of the roots of the flower that you don't want damaged. God says, let both of them grow together. I'm going to let some hell raisers be right in the church, in your house. Let them grow together until the harvest. Sometimes you'll see some folks make some transformations you didn't think they were going to make. Thank you, Jesus. Wheat, the, 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 the weeds were turning to, to uh, the tares were turning to wheat. Sometimes it's going to remain. They're not changing. You're going to have to love them through it. So you've got to understand that there are some folks that are teaching some negativity right there in the body of Christ. Let me tell you something. It's not always how things look. Sometimes we think just by looking, and I don't care how spiritual you are, Sometimes it looks one way, but it's not that way. Sometimes you will, good God Almighty, you will stake your life on it, that that's the way it is. And it's not the way it appears. Can I say it one more time? I don't care how spiritual you think you are. You can make a mistake and misjudge and think that you're doing God's will. Matter of fact, you're blessing God for the outcome that God never ordained. Good God, oh my, hallelujah, Jesus. You are blessing God for an outcome he never ordained. Can I give you an example? Jump real quick to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 12. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Sometimes you can be in the service for the Lord. And if you're not consecrated, and if you're not, Lord, use me, Lord, keep me, Lord, keep me from getting in my own way, Lord, keep my ideas from coming out of my mouth and then saying that they're yours, good God Almighty, I'm telling you, you've got to be careful when you say the Lord said. I dare you listen, I, I pray to God that God doesn't have to come and shut your mouth because you're using his name in vain. First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse number twelve. First Samuel chapter sixteen. Mm mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse number six. 
when he, when they arrived, I'm reading from the New English, I believe it's the New English translation, that's the NET, New English translation. It says, when they arrived, Samuel noticed Eliab. It says, and he saith to himself, he, he's speaking to himself, surely here before, before the Lord stands his chosen king. This is what Samuel is saying inside of himself. Now, you've got you to gotta understand, this is Samuel. This is God's anointed. This is God, man, who God sends to anoint kings. He's close to God. However, within himself, when he seen Eliab, he said, surely. Here before the Lord stands the chosen king. Spiritual man making a natural mistake. That's why we've got to watch what we say. That's how we got to watch what we communicate. That's why you got to watch having your own hidden agenda and you're saying things that sound spiritual, but you're using the spiritual aspect of what you know to influence folks to do things that you want them to do in the natural. Good God Almighty, I'm talking to somebody. Listen, your agenda and God's agenda many times are different. So you have got to be spiritual. In in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 12, and it says, And they sent and brought. This is when they bring in David. When they brought him in, he was ruddy, uh, had beautiful eyes, and was handsome. The Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn and anointed him. So what he thought initially was wrong, what he thought the spiritual man, the connection with man, the man who was actually going to anoint the king. But what you say to yourself is important. You've got to be able to allow God, good God Almighty, you've got to be able to allow God to override your thinking. Who God. Sometimes you think too much. You've got your own agenda. You've got your own goals. Y'all can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. You you think that you, I, I know this is the way, this is the way, this is the way, and all of a sudden you figure out that guess what? That ain't the way. This is about to happen. It's going to happen. I'm praising God. It's 11 years. Thank God, 11 years of ministry as pastor. It ain't going, I'm telling you the God's truth. It is going nowhere near what I thought year one. Nowhere near what I thought year two. Nowhere near what I thought year three. Nowhere, do I have to go through all of them? I'm always anticipating this and that and this and that. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And it's totally different, man of God. Samuel, 1 Samuel. Chapter 6, truly, this is God, what God is saying that he's going to do. That's why we stay humble before him. Keep your mouth shut and reprogram yourself by embedding yourself with his word, reprogramming yourself by saturating yourself with his praise and his thanksgiving. For in, in, in all of my mistakes, in all of my wrong turns, in all my missed words, God, you're still loving on me. You're still showing me grace and mercy. And, Lord, I applaud you. Lord, I praise you. And, Lord, I lift you up. You've got to understand what God does in you many times is going to affect other people. 
And many times they're, they're approaching you out of something that happened. It could be the way God is using you. And you're wondering why they treat me like that, and I'm trying to be the best Christian that I can be. I'm trying to let my light so shine and let my words come out sweet and salt that they are preserving godly life. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My words preserving godly life and godly living. And here it is. They're hating on me. Why is he talking to me that way? Watch this. We're going to use the same story. Drop down 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse number 28. It's not not you that they're mad at. You got to understand. It's the Lord. It's not you that they're mad at. It's the Lord. It's like he said in 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse number 7. Listen, they're not, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. You've got to understand that as a believer, when you are mature, you've got to understand that when you are God's man, when you are God's woman, that many times folks will reject you, not like you, not be cordial to you, not want to talk to you, turn their backs on you, uh, not include you. Why? Because you are God's man. Listen to what happened. But I'm looking at chapter 17, verse number 28 in 1 Samuel. But when David's oldest brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. Now, can't you remember, if you just look back, Eliab was the one that walked in front of David, in front of Samuel first. Eliab probably thought, hey, Samuel is here to see me, to see your your baby brother anointed as king in your face. When he anointed him, he didn't take him aside privately, at least that's not what the Bible said. Right there in the midst of his family, he was anointed. You've got to understand, when folks see the anointing on your life, they're going to come at you with all kinds of words. What are you doing here anyway? What are you? Why don't you go back and sit down where you are and do that little thing, whatever that thing you is, thing that you do? They're coming at you wrong, and you've got to be mature enough. You've got to have enough tough skin in God. Listen, you. when I say tough skin, this is not your tough skin. This is not literal tough skin. You can't take no knife because your skin is so tough and rub it on your, on your skin, and you not get cut. Your skin, your natural skin is soft. It's flexible. But your spiritual skin has got to be tough. You can't let everything, you let everything damage you. They say it, you believe it. I know that you believe it because the way you responded. They say it, and I don't care. They say it, and I don't believe it. They say it, and I don't see it. Why? Because I'm too saturated in the presence of God. The reason he got so upset, why? Because, again, it did not work out. It had nothing to do with David. It had everything to do with God. Many times what's happening is they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. Now, can I pause for a moment and talk about how you talk to yourself? Because you got to understand, you, the, the, um, 
when it comes to you, the way you think, if you want to change your life, you got to change the way you think. You got to control the way you think. You're constantly talking to yourself all the time. Your mind is talking to you even now. Sometimes in the midst of Bible study, I don't care how many words per minute that I'm talking, and many times we can talk about 150 to 200 words per minute. And research shows that, 150 to 200 words per minute. But the mind, watch this, the mind can listen to about 500 to 600 words per minute. That's why even while you're listening to me, you can be making plans about dinner. Hearing what I'm saying, but making plans about dinner at the same time. The key is that you have got to get into a position, thank you, Jesus, where you are speaking to yourself at a level, and and many times when it comes to when we hear from God, you can hear phrases because God talks to you in pictures, and pictures, when you see it, you get it even quicker. I'm talking you boost that number up to like 1,300 per minute because you're seeing it. And God, when God speaks to me, it's, it's, it's picture words. So you literally see what's happening, not hearing words. The key is, it's time for renewing your mind. It takes time. There are certain things you've got to cut out in order for this to get sunk into your heart. The, 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 the psychology books talk about the subconscious mind. When we talk about it, we talk about our spirit man. Letting it sink down to the level of your heart. Not heart, not head faith, but heart faith. Getting it to the place where it's saturated. And when, see, this is the key. Many times what people will do, they'll go through something at the level of frustration, the level of, of really antagonizing and anger themselves. However, they'll never allow the anger and the frustration to get to the point where you're going to do something about it. My life changed when I changed the way I, the way I was talking. It didn't change immediately, but over time, when I started to eliminate negative things out of my life and move in some positive things, and when I say positive, I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm talking about the Spirit of God, releasing and being quiet and listening. Sometimes it's not time for amen. Sometimes it's time for some silence to go right there so that particular thought can sink deep into your mind to saturate. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Message Bible translation. We're looking at the fourth and the fifth verse. The sixth in the seventh verse, watch this. It says, celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel. I'm, yeah, revel. Revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you, watch this, you're on their side. Working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up any minute. Come on, y'all. Come on. Wow. You're talking about letting the words sink in. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, 
looking at four through five, four and five. Watch this. Four and five. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Celebrate God all day. I don't know if you do it. I'm telling you. I can walk around and you can name anything and I get a praise out of it. It could be gum, old gum, stuck on the ground. I'll come up with something to praise God about. Thank God that the gum is smashed down and turned into, it could have been pink gum or yellow or, or lime green, but now it's a black blob. And now when I walk over it, it's not sticking to the bottom of my shoe. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I've had gum stuck to the bottom of my shoe before and then got in the car, and it got stuck all in the rug. Thank God. I'm telling you, I find any situation, any circumstance, and you can find a way. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean revel in him. Make it clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side. If I don't have something good to say, I don't want to say nothing at all. If I see my brother or my sister and I believe they can handle some correction, I try to correct them in love. I'm not trying to make myself seem bigger than you. I'm not trying to make myself seem like I know more than you. I'm not trying to see say that I'm more spiritual than you. I'm saying that what has been revealed to me and what I understand, I'm just sharing it with you. You can take it or eat it. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. I'm trying to help you. I love you. Working with them and not against them. Help them to see that the master is about to arrive. God is coming back. And here it is, you worrying about this and that. And both of them are foolishness. Verse number 6 and verse number 7 in the Message Bible translation from Philippians chapter 4. It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Come on now. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a, sen a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good. Hey, Sister Joyce, how you doing? I'm good. Everything's coming together for good. Everything is coming together for good. We'll come, watch this, we'll come and settle you down. You're worrying because you haven't turned it over to God. If you have turned it over to God and you're still worrying, you got to understand something's wrong with your turnover mechanism. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Something, you got a mechanism inside of you that turns that thing over to God. When your mechan watch this, when your mechanism turns it over to God, it's supposed to release. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. If it's not releasing, that means you're not letting it go. You're saying that I turn that over to you, God. When it's in God's hand, you can go to sleep. When it's in God's hand, you can turn off worry. When it's in God's hands, you know it's going to be a brighter day. It'll settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry. 
at the center of your life. Let me see, can I say it again? It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. When you talk to folks and you realize when they're communicating that they're worrying and, and they're not supposed to be a worrier. They're supposed to be a warrior. <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. They're not supposed to be a warrior. A warrior. W, what's that? W-O-R-R-Y. But they're supposed to be a warrior. You're supposed to be fighting, not worrying. God, you've got this. God, I'm trusting you. God, I listen, if you don't see it, tell God, I don't see it. Help me. Help my unbelief. Help me. I'm worrying. I, God, I sense it. I'm worrying. It's bothering me. And I'm turning it over to you. And I'm turning it over to you. And I'm turning it over to you. Watch this. It says here, verse number 8 and 9. No, hold on. I want to I wanna go back, read 6 and 7 in the King James. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We get And then verse number seven, watch this. And, and again, this is what you meditate on. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I don't know if you get it. That's something that you meditate on. That's a scripture that you go to bed and you say over and over again. You write it down on three by five card. You have your Bible open right there beside you. You say it over and over again. I don't care if you put it into the uh, the the, the um little dictation portion of your phone, and then go to bed and you listen to it. You said it ten times over and over again with soft music playing behind it, and you said it over and over again. Guess what? And then you went to bed listening to your, your recording of yourself, saying it to yourself over and over again. That's what you, whatever I got to do to get close to you, that's what I'm going to do. Lord, I need to be renewed. See, when, when it says the renewing of your mind in Romans, in, in Romans, uh, the book of Romans, what is that, chapter 12? Romans chapter 12, when it says, Beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies uh, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may watch this prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Listen, what does it say? How do you renew your mind? See, that's what it says. I reward them. Good God Almighty. I reward them that diligently seek me. When you seek him, this is what you're doing. God, I need to know how to renew my mind. Then you start seeking. How do I renew my mind? Don't tell me God won't tell you how to renew your mind. You meditate on it day and night. He'll make you like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You'll be strong, and other trees are dying. Other trees are falling. Other folks that seem like they're supposed to be more spiritual than you, they got a title, and you don't have a title. Your name is brother or sister, so-and-so. You're not bishop or elder or apostle or overseer. You're not reverend or pastor. You're not evangelist. You're just brother so-and-so. And somehow, with them with their titles, 
they're not as connected to God as you are. You you see them behind closed doors or when they're not on, on the platform behind the microphone, they're saying things they should not say. And Lord knows if you could read the uh, thoughts that's going through their heads, if you could drive with them in the car when somebody cuts them off, or 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 they no no one even has to cut them off if they forget their way if they went miss their turn some of the thoughts that go through their mind but that never goes through your mind but you don't have a title it has nothing to do with the title it has everything to do with your connection your relationship with God and you listen you can't be overly concerned about other folks' relationship that's them and you are you so in order for you to really be pleasing in God's sight you got to be saturated with God. Not even saturated with you, not not uh, not overly concerned with them, and not overly concerned with you. Your overly concern is with the renewing of your mind, and you're saturating yourself in the presence of God. Let me let me finish up here. Uh, Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four, going down to verse number eight and nine. Reading it from the Message Bible translation. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Submitting it all up. I'm sorry. <laughs> there ain't no T in there. Summing. Summing it all up. Friends, I, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true. Noble. Reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you have heard and saw and realized, do that. And God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. I'm telling you, what we're trying to do is to get on one accord with God. What we're trying to do is to be like Jesus. You know what Jesus said. Jesus said, I only speak what my father tells me to speak. I only speak what he says. What he tells me to do, that's what I do. We're trying to shine. And if we're going to shine, we've got to be in a position where we're not only, watch this, not only talking to ourselves the right things, but we're talking to one another. I, I really wanted, I'm telling you where I really wanted to go, I really wanted to get into gossip. I really wanted to get into lying. When I first started, when it, when, it, when it came to talk it, I wanted to get into gossip. I wanted to get into breaking down the definition and go back into, and then where does that come from? Somehow I got led this direction. Sometimes the negativity don't even need to come out of your mouth. You don't even have to acknowledge it. You don't have to tell somebody else. If that, listen, Instead of sharing with someone else the negativity of another person, why not pray? I'm, I'm mindful. 
of the um, the men. I'm mindful of the men who brought the woman who caught in adultery before Christ. And they said the woman has sinned, brought it, in, brought it before Christ. The Bible says he did not say anything, did not even talk to him. You know he could have read them the riot act on all their sins. Things that they had done in their position. Watch this. You better be, oh, my God, you better watch what he did. You know he could have exposed the main one, whoever it was, who stepped out and said, excuse me, I don't believe they all spoke in unison. One of them stepped forward and said, excuse me, master, this woman has been caught in adultery. He could have, listen, he could have ran him up and down of his last Ten sins, the most recent ones, in front of everybody. That's what he could have done. He didn't say a word. Sometimes us shining is going to be us being silent. Sometimes us shining when it comes to talk. Share, that's that first letter, share, S-H-A-R-E, share. When it comes to the shine, that's the S of the shine, share. When it comes to us sharing, sometimes the best thing we can say, good God Almighty, is nothing. Sometimes the best thing you can say, help me, Holy Ghost. Is nothing. Watch this. I'm going to close out with this. Uh, finally, brethren, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things, those things which ye have heard, you have both learned and received and heard and seen me do, have seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I know you've heard it over and over again. I just don't know if you've practiced it. I'm telling you, we're going to shine in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thanks to God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, uh, again, participating. We pray that um, God allows you to use what we've learned tonight. Amen. God bless you, and we'll talk to you, God willing. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.